Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, February 14th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending February 11th, 2022. Last week, data from the Labor Department showed that the consumer price index surged again in January, climbing by 7.5% year over year following a 7% annual increase in December. That's the highest rate of inflation logged in four decades, further cementing expectations of a potential 50 basis point increase in the Federal Reserve's bench benchmark interest rate in March. Used vehicle prices once again contributed to the increase and sat at about 45% higher in January 2022 than 2021. Looking closer, used vehicle values are up 66.8% when compared with January 2020 and 74.5% when compared with January 2019. In auto finance, Chase Auto was the latest auto lender to bring its finance offering to its larger consumer base with the addition of Chase Auto Finance and Drive a digital car buying and financing platform designed to serve Chase's more than 70 million customers. The lender's website, which is available nationwide, allows consumers to search available inventory from participating dealers and get pre-qualified through Chase. Consumers can also obtain financing through other lenders on the dealer's platform. Meanwhile, more than half of Nissan vehicles sold in the United States from April to the end of December 2021 were financed by the Japanese automaker's captive, Nissan Motor Acceptance Company. Increases in NMAX retail financing share offset declines in lease financing share, driving up the lender's total penetration to 58% for the nine months ending December 31st, 2021, up from 51% in the same reporting period in 2020. In the capital markets, Vroom closed its first ABS transa transaction through its new captive, United Auto Credit, since, since it closed its acquisition of the subprime lender at the beginning of February. We should expect to see Vroom increase its ABS issuance cadence as the retailer continues to integrate UAC into its origination pipeline, which it expects to do throughout this year. Finally, automotive retailers began reporting their fourth quarter earnings with results from Group One, Lithium Motors, and Penske Auto, painting a continued picture of increasing finance and insurance profits amid low inventory and floor plan balances. Amanda, you and Whitney covered those earnings last week. What are we seeing there? Um, so first, kind of the big takeaway was Penske Automotive. Um, they might actually be looking into forming their own captive finance company. Um, you know, with everything, all the growth happening in the industry, that's something that more retailers are looking at doing. Um, pretty prime time to consider it. So it's just something the CEO mentioned on their earnings call. So that's something we'll look out for um, that they're, you know, they are considering. You just talked about Room, you know, established their own recently um, with that acquisition. Asbury Automotive, another retailer, it's also mold the captive finance launch. Um, and it's really on the heels of wanting to expand further into the credit spectrum. So down into subprime, non-prime, you know, expand their reach to more consumers. We know demand's crazy. Um, so definitely something that's kind of on trend um, and stood out for this quarter. Um, but as far as the performance goes, Penske's finance and insurance revenue, yep, they did see a 22.6% year-over-year increase. Um, so that's also in line. Retailers across 
the market so far have really seen their FNI revenue jump. Um, I think Whitney, you saw some similar trends as well at some other retailers. You want to jump in and kind of talk about what you saw too? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly on trend. Group One also posted um, increase in FNI profits. They were up 26% year over year. And I believe Lithia saw that same climb around that uh, mid 20 increase mark uh, year over year. So we're definitely watching that. I mean, I believe also across the board, we saw profit per retail unit increasing and that F&I revenue increasing. Um, so that was all happening at these dealers as they posted Q4 earnings. Yeah, um, you know, I kept hearing that F&I was really going up just obviously right now with vehicle sales going crazy, um, you know, vehicle prices are crazy. I'm also hearing that, you know, more consumers are considering add-on products to their vehicles today. Um, so that was something interesting that, that I saw that you may have heard, um, you know, some similar takeaways. Um, I also know that retailers are kind of having to be a little creative right now um, with the inventory shortage. So have you heard kind of what they're, you know, doing to kind of combat that? We know that's a, an issue for OEMs and pretty much everybody in the space right now. Yes, of course. Everyone's getting kind of creative to get inventory on their lots. Uh, Group One and Lithia both started looking to those trade-ins, um, looking at consumers for those used vehicles to get on their lots. Um, Group One also kind of leveraged their franchise dealer status, looking to those closed auctions for more inventory. And Group One kind of uniquely leaned on its digital marketplace called Acceleride. They bought 5,300 used units through that in the quarter. Um, so like I said, just getting creative, putting more energy into acquiring those used vehicles during this crunched time. Yeah, Penske too did the same thing. Um, they had about like more than half of their used vehicle supply was straight from consumer trade-ins. Um, and we know part of that, it's probably because people can get such a good deal for their used cars right now. People are getting more than they paid for a car seven years ago. <laughs> and they're selling it from where they paid for it then. It's pretty crazy. Um, so I need someone to buy mine. You know, we'll see that happens. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what we've been seeing, um, Joy, on the retail side. You know, just I think we'll see more of that as we report more retailers' earnings. F&I, I'm sure, is going to still be high across the board. I don't see, um, you know, why that would change. Uh, so that's kind of what I expect to see as we, we cover more of them. Right. I mean, I would agree. There's there's nothing to indicate that this week when Asbury Automotive, AutoNation, and Sonic Automotive report their earnings that we're not going to see the same thing. I mean, unless, you know, something magically happened at any one of those retailers that's not happening industry-wide. Um, so to all our um, listeners, uh, Consumer Portfolio Services also reports its fourth quarter earnings tomorrow. So we'll be um, on top of that. And that about does it for this episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap. Um, and please rate us on whichever platform you use to listen to the program and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.